0: Um, Turn with me, if you would, please. To Isaiah 12. Hmm. The Lord is my strength and my song. Uh, Isaiah 12, verse 1. You will say in that day... I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Now there we have the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. His anger was, was dealt with, and he comforts us now. Behold, God is my salvation. Now, now, here when we're reading God is my salvation, that word salvation is the word, the Hebrew word, Yeshua. Ever heard that word before? Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's the name of Jesus. And it is, uh, it means God, Jehovah saves. So behold, God is my salvation, my Yeshua. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation, my Yeshua. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Excuse me. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 3 again. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. What what a beautiful sentence that is. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Oh, so intimate and so beautiful. God is is so delightful as he talks to us. Um, In Israel, as in all of the Middle East, um, wells are, are so very important. They're critical for survival. Having a well or a cistern on your property uh, put give you a leg up on on the people around. We we discovered this when we, or it came to our our attention when we went to Kenya. Well, we're in eastern or western Kenya, very poor areas, and and um, they we talked to the people there at that time, and they they said uh, we go five kilometers we you travel five kilometers to get our water how far do you go they asked like yeah it was like that you know i thought if i stretch hard i can turn my tap on from my chair you know uh but the, five kilometers for dirty water and uh so we had a problem with that. So, so what, what do you do with that? Well, let's. What do we need to do to get a well? We found out what we needed to do, and and uh, we had a, a well put in uh, at at the um, one of the, the the towns that we were working with 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 um, Bishop Richard, and um, put the well in, paid for it, was good. Everybody's happy. The well is is. Kind of on. Uh, it's not on anybody's property, uh, and so, so it didn't belong to anybody. Everybody could have access to it. And then when, when we went back a couple of years later, uh, the water the water is not flowing to the well. So oh, what's going on? Oh well, no, we we go five kilometers for our water. Uh, what, but there was a well that, that we had there, and well, it doesn't work. Because no one owned it, no one was going to take responsibility to upkeep it. And they just, when, when the water wasn't coming one day, oh well, we'll go back. We know where to get water. And so they went back to it. It's just a, it's just a mindset. These are, not, these are not stupid people. These are bright people. But it's just a way of living. You, 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 path of least resistance. <laughs> and so they, they went ahead and did that. So okay, that isn't working. What if we put it on somebody's property? Somebody's responsible. You, as as the the church elder, you be responsible for this well. And so we got that taken care of. The well was was uh, dug, and and this guy. Well, the next time we went back, this guy was rich because he'd been charging people for water. <laughs> uh, so. Ah, another stupid mistake, you know. <laughs> uh, and so we uh, we worked that out too, and finally we got it to a place where everybody could access the water without a problem, and one guy would take care of it, and that would be it. And so that seemed to work out. But um, they say it's still working, but <laughs> you just don't know. But but water is so important. Down there, and and having access to it, free access to it, can change the economy of an area. Can change attitudes in the area. People will can hate each other or love each other just based on water. You know, it's, it's crazy. So it's important in the, 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 the in Jerusalem and areas around the the Middle East as well, and and so. Um they they don't understand public utilities because they've never lived that way. Uh, we understand we, we we don't live anything but a public utility our Our water is outside our gates, you know where where our water comes from it's It's outside of our homes it 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 comes to us from somewhere. And we don't know anything else. It's just the way it is. It just arrives. But the way they live, it doesn't just arrive. They may have to go a long way to get a little bit of water. Okay, so then sometimes the spring is located within the city. As in the case of Jericho, the Assyrian king once tempted Judah to surrender during a siege by saying to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Do not let King Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Make your peace with me and come out to me, that every one of you may eat from your own vine and, and your own fig tree and drink water from your own cisterns. That's 2 Kings 18, and 31. Um, it it was important that people understand that if I cut you off from your water, it's not going to be long before I've got you. So that that became an an important point to them. Um, God tells the prophet Jeremiah, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. That's Jeremiah 2, verse 13. Now, there's two things that that were evil there. First, they forsook God, who is their fountain of living water. Have you ever heard that before, living water? Yeah, 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 it's, it's important, and I'll get to it in a sec. And the second is that they dug cracked cisterns, thereby giving God a metaphor for their faithlessness. There's, you have nothing that will hold on to what I'm giving you. You can't, you can't retain it for any, any length of time. They, they moved away from God, which was a big mistake. And they gave God a graphic tool, cracked cisterns, to both confirm and describe their idiocy, Jeremiah, Jeremiah's reference to living waters draws us to John 4. John 4 is the account of Jesus at the, with the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. And, and um, she's astonished that Jesus has approached the well. Ostensibly to satisfy his thirst, yet has nothing with which he can retrieve the water. Something is wrong here, she knows. It doesn't add up. Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? John 4.11 So Jesus was talking about himself. To her, the living water. Jesus said, "You know, ask and you'll have the living water." She doesn't comprehend. She can't. She can't correlate the 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 Jeremiah two reference that that Jesus is referring to. That God Himself is the living water. this Is another example of 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 Jesus equating himself to God. I am the living water. He's he is God. And she didn't understand that. She was still thinking of taking sips. An, an amazing picture of what God is is trying to get to to get us to understand that he is more than we can understand more than we can understand yeah thanks jesus so there are different types of wells um there are drilled wells and dug wells and and there's there's a whole science about wells and what you put on the sides to make sure that they don't fall in and and, uh, you know, bricks and mortar and all this stuff and how deep you have to go. But the, a a dug well isn't usually really deep. It, uh, it, um, because, because there's there's limitations to what you can dig. A drilled well is usually much deeper because you can drill right down. and You know, it's often a thousand feet down. And, and um, uh, then you know that you're getting cool, clear water coming from down there. Aquifers, uh, you know, uh, the groundwater uh, is is under the surface of the land, and and most aquifers now are are polluted in some way or another all over the world. And so a a dug well usually is down to the aquifer. Uh, And, and uh, so it's, it's not, it's not the kind of water you necessarily want to drink. Sometimes you have to, but um, just have to be careful with the water that you're getting from something like that. So wells get dug, wells get drilled, and, and uh, then wells become a, a place, you know, if they're if the wells are outside of the city gates, then they become a kind of a hangout place. You know, so uh, guys go there looking for dates. Um, you know, uh, we, we see that with um, um, uh, uh, Eleazar. maybe it was Eleazar, the, the, the servant of, of uh, um, Abraham. Uh, who was checking for Isaac, and he he went looking for a bride at the well. It's a kind of hangout place. You can, it's kind of the Seven Eleven of the of the ancient world, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, who's who's at Seven uh, Eleven today? Oh yeah, there's Rachel <laughs> or Rebecca. Rebecca's there today. So. Um, and then, and then you got to watch the pickup lines that they're using, you know. So, uh, please give me a sip, a little water from your jar. Uh, do you think that would work with you, ladies? That they couldn't resist that one back then. But we look at it, and Eleazar's mission was a huge success. With joy, remember we read. With joy, you will you will drink. With joy, he had drawn water from the wells of salvation, and what a wonderful picture that is. So, so let's look at how deep is your personal well. That's a metaphor for for uh, our spiritual wellness. Pun intended. And it's a metaphor for the health of our soul. The wells of our text in Isaiah must be deep. That's implied by the the joyous gratitude expressed in verses 4 to 6. And it says, And you will say on that day, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion. Be great in your midst, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Amazing stuff. If you had wells that were giving you clean and pure water, you'd probably be singing with joy too. In our spiritual lives, going deep is something that we we prefer to do. A shallow well is not one that you'll be looking forward to. Uh, looking forward to enjoying. Deep is better than shallow, because you don't want to be stuck at the shallow end of the pool. That's where the kids are, and uh, and you know what they do in pools. So, how do you know if you're a shallow person? I, I looked at a thing called uh, conscious rethinking, and they had a list of, of shallowness things that indicate that you're a shallow person. A shallow person is not one that is is one that you want to enjoy being around because that cool water, you know, somebody that can draw something up that is wonderful for you. But a shallow person is one that thinks appearance is everything. One that thinks status is more important than people. A person that would bail on a commitment if something better comes along. A shallow person uh, does a lot of trash talking and gossiping. A shallow person is uh, into their toys and stuff. They're into, super into selfies on their phones. They're seek, constantly seeking validation, on and on it goes. You know, you can you can figure it out, but but it's all about them. Uh, we we have this because we we understand a little bit about psychology. Uh, anybody who is shallow like that these days, we call them narcissists. Um, now, now, clinically, a narcissist is much deeper than most people that have been identified by by uh, amateur psychologists as narcissists. Uh, n- a narcissist is not somebody that is is just shallow. There there is there is a, a deep a deep uh, uh, mental illness involved in narcissism. Uh, and And we want to be careful about throwing around that word because it's How do you spell it 's s t e v e I just look sick, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> if if you can remind a shallow person a dozen times that you're uh, uh that that you have a deadly allergy to peanuts and they will still offer you some peanuts each time, and they every time that they see you, followed by a "Oh right! Oh my goodness! I forgot! Sorry!" Ha! <laughs> Laugh out loud. Because they they're never concerned about you; they're concerned about themselves. Right? Shallow person. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Um, The Bible frequently registers similar concerns. Notably when when the Apostle Paul complains that the Corinthian Christians should be ready for the meat of the word. But unfortunately, they can only be fed the milk of the word. I fed you with milk, not solid food. For you're not ready for solid food. Even now you're not ready. For you were still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you. So Paul is, is in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 2 and 3. He's, he's referring there to meat and milk. But, but the metaphor could easily be changed to shallow and deep water. You're not ready for the deep water. You are a shallow person. The author of Hebrews echoes the same thought. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic elements of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Or everyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is unskilled in the word of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, for those who, whose faculties have been trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. There is a place for us to all access deep things of God. And, and it's by practice. It's not just by knowing it's it's by pursuing god it's by going after god and the things of god we can we think that we have all this authority because we know jesus because we believe jesus exists but the devil knows that too the devil knows the word probably better than a lot of us do. I don't want to you know rest on that, but 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 he knows the word. It's 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 when it moves outside of the the knowing to the knowing, to the understanding that I live by this. To, to the place where every single one of the army of Israel knew about God. They served God. Their, their whole nation was about God. But David knew God. He had met God in the, uh, when he fought the bear and the lion. It had become a part of his very, his very fiber. So that when Goliath came at him, he, it wasn't about him anymore. It's you and my God, and I just represent my God. So he, you don't have a chance today. Today it sucks to be you, Goliath. Because he knew it in his heart. He had taken that territory. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was an intellectual exercise. Like it was for all of the others. Yes, yes, we know God. Yes, 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 he will deliver us. But that's the way it is. No, it's knowing. It's knowing because you have spent that time and pursued the depths of God. You you don't need the milk of the word anymore. You're after the, the, the solid meat of the word. And that's what God wants from us. To not just be listening to it and having it run in one ear and out the other but to actually contemplate it and 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 put it to work lay hands on people see them healed see a difference made in people it it moves you up the ladder but you need to t- to take a chance yeah. okay hallelujah Sometimes we might think that um, the spiritual life has run dry. Like, I'm just not getting there anymore. My, my spiritual life is dry, and I'm not connecting with God the way I did. Seems like your well is out of water, that it's dried up. and We have no more reserves. We're done. Experts say that the water level of a well depends on a number of factors. The depth of the well, the type of aquifer, whether it 's confined or unconfined uh, and and you know what what water that the well traps, and the permeability or porosity of the uh, underground rock that the water seeps through while other factors exist it 's worth noting that. Water may be there, but we lack the pump or proper bucket to to bring the water to the surface where our thirst can be quenched. From a government geological source says a well is said to have gone dry when the water level drops below the pump intake. So... There can be a whole bunch of water at the bottom of the well, but if your pump is, is, is 10 feet above it, it does you no good. If your bucket can only reach down to just above the water, it does you no good. The difference for us as a people is, is having access to that, that water. the living water is there for us unless we are accessing it regularly unless we're actually pursuing it and drawing it up for our own needs and the needs of those around us we have no idea what it will be like in that day i i went into this battle and i was prepared i I knew my scripture, I, I I I knew how to combat the enemy, I knew how to pursue this thing, and I was set in my way to do battle. I could I could access the word. Now unless you're doing that regularly, I'll tell you that when you're in the battle you forget it. Right? You forget all about it. You forget what works and what doesn't work. And and then you start to be intimidated by the enemy. But if you're accessing it all the time, then it's just second nature to be spouting the word and giving living water flowing as, as you're fighting this, the fight. And when you fight the fight, it is for your life. Like you, you want to be ready. You don't want to say, "Gee whiz, I wish I'd listened to Pastor Randy." <laughs> I, I sure wish that I'd done what he'd said because I, I could use a little scripture right now. And I could use some confidence right now. It's not going to do you any good in that day. It's, it's coming, and it's upon us. But you need to pursue. God, pursue the word. Be involved in the word. It's, it's not a game. It's the fight of our, our existence. God has already won. We understand that. But there's still a lot of fighting, deadly fighting, in the meantime. To be about his word and be about his business. And we want to do that very thing. So don't believe that you are all dried up that you can you you actually have access to the wells of living water. Often the water is there but the pump is not quite deep enough. We don't have enough rope to get down to it. If our pump is deep enough we're less likely to be affected by the emotional and spiritual weather that swirls around us we will draw with joy from the well from that well of salvation that well of yeshua there's a lot of metaphors to deal with water and pump and and bucket and rope and all of that stuff but we we need to keep our eyes fixed on who it is and what's the prize in all of this and it's our Jesus. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The verse implies that we have means to withdraw the water. And we do. When you have a well plus water in the well. it means And a means to withdraw the water from the well. Voila. You have joy. You have joy when you know you can access it all. Whether you feel like you're winning or losing, just to know that you have access to the king. To know that you are his friend. To know that you have been with him. And that he will be with you. The secret to it all is is coming to an understanding... Of what he talks about, uh, Jesus talks about in John 14 and John 17. Me in you and you in me. Yes, yes, yes. Me in you yes. and you in me. You. The wells of living water live within you. Jesus says he's, he is the living water. He lives in you but not only that you live in him right not not just have access to him you live in him you live together you're not you're not at his right hand somewhere way down the line yeah well i'm i'm seated in heavenly places with jesus and i'm number Eight billion six hundred and forty-two thousand on the right-hand side. That's me. They're down there. You see that? My hand's up. It's not, you are in him. You are in him. He is in you. If you can, if you can grab that and hold that, everything changes. It, it's not a story. It's not a fable. It's not a myth. It's not something that somebody's got to just make up and believe. It is real and true and honest. And it's what will get us through all of this time. He is in you and you are in him. The living water is in you. You have the ability. We have to continually pray for all of this. Pray is the answer to everything. Well, no, it's not the answer to everything. Yeah, pray is one aspect of it, yeah, got to communicate yeah. with God. communicating with him. He's already given us his word, so we have to be in the word. That's where we that's where we get our marching orders in the word. And, it, and it's spending time with him, listening to him, not just we understand that prayer is us saying something, but it's also us listening to him. And you listen to him as you're in his word. You listen to him. Prayer, prayer becomes more than just, I have these things that I need. And once we get through this, thank you, Jesus. Amen. It, it's so much bigger than all of that. And it's wonderful, Steve. You know, Prayer is, is vital in what we're talking about. Yeah. So why don't we stand and we're going to pray together. It is well with my soul, yeah. Yeah. It is well. It's a deep subject. It's a heavy word. It is a heavy word. Yeah. Well and, and there will be time when when each of us will 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 need to have access to the living water. Build relationships with one another. Have somebody that's around you that can, that can drop the bucket into the well with you sometimes. There's, there's so many different possibilities here. Jesus, thank you. Lord, I thank you for life. I thank you that uh, the devil has nothing in me. That you... That you are my source and you are my, my hiding place. Thank you, Lord, that it's not just believing in you, but it's obeying you. To know what it is that you want and to follow all of that. Thank you, Lord, for prayer and for the word and for fellowship. So many different aspects of Christianity that we need all of them. But you alone are the living water. Jeremiah said it. And you said it again in John. To the the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman. Asking you'll receive living water. Well we're asking for that water Lord. You've given it to us. But we want more. We We want water from a deep cool well that, that satisfies every time we, we sip from it or drink, drink gallons of it. The water is there for us to access. You've made it available to us, but you can't make us drink it. We have to make that decision, Lord. So would you help us do that? Would you help us to desire that beautiful, beautiful, tasty water that's available to us all. Thank you for watching out for each of us. Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful group of people that love you and and were working and praying for me this last couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Thank you for all that you have done through that. You are so good and so kind and so wonderful. And I pray that you will be delightful for each one that's here. In Jesus' lovely name, amen.